0: Welcome to Ellie Hine TV on Ustream. DCPS Career and Technical Education. And the District Knowledge Network. I'm your host, Raylan. I'm your host Jasmine. I'm your host Juvay. Did you know Elliot High Network has a new podcast in the state of the art studio? Lock us up in App on Apple. iHeart, Spotify, Pandora, Google, and Amazon Music. Joining us as a guest on our show today, called. Corporate counsel for Amazon, Gerardo Mihede Shafar. Our show topic is Amazon's Earth's Most Customer Centric Company. Attorney Shafar, thank you for joining us today.
1: Absolutely. Thank you guys for having me today. I appreciate it. And you guys should feel free to call me Gerardo. You can also call me G if you like. That's what my friends and co workers call me. So I appreciate you all having me here today. Thank you so much.
0: Our first segment is Understanding Corporate Counsel at Amazon J. Gerardo Mijeres-Shafar. Take us through your first day as a corporate counsel for Amazon. What were your thoughts when you walked through the door on your first day as a corporate counsel for a major company?
1: Well, I was really excited. Uh, I had been working at a law firm for about six years prior to that, and I was doing essentially corporate bankruptcy, which is the furthest thing away from what I do today um first person i met when i started was my manager um and he gave me the warmest welcome he introduced me to our team introduced me to the business team that i'd be supporting um and honestly i just felt reinvigorated it's really cool to be working with a company that is part of a lot of the things that we see every day when we we actually place orders online or if we're watching prime video and it was just cool to be a part of that and to to be able to enjoy being a a part of something that I think will continue uh, being a very exciting company, um, you know, for us as consumers and everyone, everyone else.
0: What is the difference between corporate counsel and general counsel?
1: That's a great question. So the way I look at general counsel is that a general counsel is your chief legal officer. And what he or she is responsible for is working with the business executives like the CEO and things like that to help them refine and consider the legal implications of their business strategy. And so what you end up seeing is that GC, that general counsel is in the room with that CEO uh, or the chief marketing officer, whoever else, else it is. Helping them figure out how to do whatever it is the next big thing the best way possible in a way that takes into account those legal considerations, but once they all align on that, you actually have to put your your practice into play, and the way that that gets done is with the corporate councils. So, for example, you know I'm just one corporate counsel of many in Amazon. We have one general counsel, and as strategy comes down and we start executing on that strategy. I and others like me who are corporate counsel,s work with our business partners to actually get products and services released so that we can actually keep on moving forward and giving the best customer experience that we can for people who use Amazon services.
0: Okay, next question. What does a corporate lawyer do in simple terms?
1: I think that it, that's a great question. I, I could give you a long-winded answer where it depends on what you're doing, like what you're supporting. Um, But really, at bottom, it's being an ally to the business and helping them achieve their goals in a way that takes into account all of the the potential legal risks that might be out there as they're building that product or service. One of the things I love about Amazon is that I truly feel like I am part of the business team, even though I'm a lawyer. They keep me involved. They allow me to share my thoughts and considerations as we build out products, services, pitch decks to our customers, things like that. And it's pretty cool because, unlike being a law firm lawyer, which also has its benefits, there are many, um, but being corporate counsel, you really get to be a part of building something and driving it forward. And I think for people who have a little bit more of that entrepreneurial and creative spirit, it can be a lot of fun to be a lawyer who's working in-house. Hopefully that answered the question.
0: Yeah. Why do companies need legal counsel?
1: I think it's just to make sure... You guys ever heard the saying, you don't know what you don't know?
0: Um, my mom says sometimes.
1: Sometimes? Yeah, my mom says it to me all the time, too. Um, and I think the reality is we bring a certain skill set that allows us to help our businesses have the whole view of what they're trying to do. And legal counsel can be there as a sounding board. It can help our business partners figure out What's high risk? What's low risk? And how do we go about making sure that at the end of the day, our customers are happy, but we're doing it the right way? Uh, That's how I would summarize what is the purpose of legal counsel and, and, and what our value add is to a company.
0: We are going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. podcast is being brought to you by Elliot Hine TV on UStream and the District Knowledge Network. I'm your host Dory. I'm your host Callie. And I'm your host Claire. Our show topic today is Amazon, Earth's most customer-centric company. Joining us as a guest on the show is corporate counsel for Amazon, Gerardo Mihara Shafar. Our first segment was understanding corporate counsel at Amazon, Gerardo Mihara Shafar. Our second segment is Hispanic Heritage Month. Talk to us about the Mendez versus Westminster case and why it is important to Mexican-Americans.
1: Absolutely, and I would say not only is it important to Mexican-Americans, it's it's important uh, in a broader sense for all diversity and ethnic and races, and I'll explain why. Before we get into it, just for y'all's knowledge, the way that our American case law works is that you've got these levels when you're dealing with federal legal issues. You've got district courts, you've got circuit courts, and you've got the Supreme Court and the way it works is our system allows for cases to move up the chain depending on how contested they are if they're being appealed things of that nature but the important thing to note about this structure is that it establishes what's called precedent so as a case moves up from district to circuit to supreme court you're building the credibility behind those arguments that supported what was the initial maybe claim or cause of action that was brought by the hurt or the injured party at the very beginning. So why is Mendez important? Well in 1947 we had a group of like three to four families out in California, Mexican American families who brought suit against a number of school districts. I believe it was three or four. And they brought suit against those school districts because those school districts were intentionally segregating Mexican Americans from white students in a learning environment and Obviously, you can take away from that that the Mexican-American students weren't receiving the same quality of education, weren't receiving the, the same opportunities as their, you know, white student counterparts, colleagues, and friends. And so what ended up happening was they took their course through that chain, and they went up to the Ninth Circuit. The Ninth Circuit is essentially the court that manages most of the West Coast. They handle a lot of arguments that come up from those lower courts. And the next step after the Ninth District is the Supreme Court. And in Mendez, what they found was segregating students on the basis of their Mexican-American heritage was not permissible. The reason why Mendez is so important though is it actually serves as one of the foundations and the building blocks for the case that came, I think about seven years later, it was 1954, Brown v. Board of Education. That was a Supreme Court case where basically our Supreme Court cited to Mendez and a number of other cases and said segregating students on the basis of race is unconstitutional that then became the law of the land that was being adhered to by all of our district courts and all of the other circuit courts as well that's why it's such a fundamental case it is sort of the opener of the door that allowed us to get to a place where the supreme court was able to say this is not right you can't do this it's probably one of the reasons why it's most well known and you can uh, you actually learn more about it. There's so much content about the, the historical implications of this, the who the families were. You can find a lot of information online about it. It's a very interesting case, and I would encourage everybody to, to look into it, read about it. Um, it's pretty awesome how it all turned out and how it influenced that Supreme Court decision.
0: Give us some of your pro bono presentations topics that relate to immigration.
1: Yeah, so one of the things that we do is we typically will actually go to you know conventions like the hispanic national bar association convention but it's not just limited to latinx i mean we also go to conventions on behalf of african americans and a number of other constituencies veterans lgbtq and what we try to do when we go is take part in these these presentations and these keynotes and these speaker events but in addition you know we and this kind of tags into maybe something we'll talk about a little bit later. I may be jumping the gun, but we, for example, contribute and work with the Northwest Immigration uh, Rights Center uh, to help um, DACA recipients deferred action for uh, childhood arrivals. That's for folks who come, dreamers, people who come across the border who aren't citizens, but they receive this DACA acknowledgement, And you have to renew that every number of years. And what we do is we partner with organizations like Northwest Immigration Rights Center to do that. Uh, we also partner with more established um, municipal or state uh, government entities, for example, the Seattle Office of Immigration and Refugee Affairs to help folks with citizenship applications. And we try and find that those opportunities in each of our localized regions a- and try to contribute on a local level to ensure that we are you know, sort of promoting and, and being stewards of sort of what we believe is equal opportunity for all Um, and when i say that stewards i mean as a lawyer you know as somebody who believes in what is actually embodied in the constitution and you know i appreciate the fact that amazon empowers us to do that and take advantage of those opportunities
0: what are some current diversity efforts within amazon
1: yeah i think i jumped the gun because attending our hispanic national bar association convention is one of my favorite things to do because i think what it does it allows lawyers from Amazon to work and meet with leaders, um, Latinx leaders who are, are in the legal profession, you know, across the United States, and it allows us to identify opportunities and things that those leaders are facing in their respective regions and identify new ways that we can contribute to that. It also gives us the opportunity to lift up, you know, talent. You know, those are events where we find, you know, people who have the same leadership principles or exhibit the same leadership principles that we see in our Amazon employees, and we wanna bring them into the fold. Um, but beyond that, you know, we're constantly trying to bring awareness also internally within Amazon, not just outward at these conventions. And that means having speakers come in, talk to us about what are the things that are important in their communities, what have been their journeys to where they are today, um, and using that as a way to frame the way that we approach our customers and making sure that we are as inclusive as we can be in the way that we service and provide to our communities as a business and a company.
0: How does Amazon celebrate Hispanic small business owners?
1: So this one is fun for me because right now, what you could do is if you pulled up your Amazon app or the amazon.com website, and you typed into the search bar Hispanic Heritage uh, Month, the very first thing that you're gonna see when you do that is a little banner that says, La Cultura. La Cultura is essentially the programming that we started for Hispanic Heritage Month that features um, our sellers who are Latinx, our artists, our products and making sure that we bring that increased visibility to our community of customers and making sure that people understand that there's this whole network of really awesome, you know, whether you want to call them sellers, artists, influencers, whatever who are contributing and furthering awareness of Hispanic Heritage Month and just Latinx culture in general. And I think that's one of the things that is really cool because when you go there and you look at that, you actually see testimonials from these these different sellers who talk about their relationship with Amazon and how it's helped them enhance their businesses. And I think that's something that we wanna continue leaning in towards. We wanna continue doing that kind of work because I think ultimately what it'll do is it'll allow us to just essentially showcase more broader awareness of these amazing companies out there who maybe don't have the same level of resources that you would see from bigger brands that we see on television and things like that. So leveraging our platform to showcase these folks and enhance the experience for our customers, that's how we sort of achieve that that celebration of Latinx business owners.
0: We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. This broadcast has been brought to you by Elliot Hines TV on Stream. DCPS Career and Technical Education, and the District Knowledge Network. I'm your host, Chloe. I'm your host, Zoe. And I'm your host, Rayleigh. Our show topic today is Amazon Earth's most consumer-centric company. Joining us as a guest on the show, Corporate Counsel for Amazon, Granado Mejera Shafar. Our first segment was Understanding Corporate Counsel at Amazon, Gerardo Mejera Shafar. Our second segment was Hispanic Heritage Month. Our third segment is work hard, have fun, and make history. Who are some leaders within Amazon doing important work to support equity and justice?
1: So I don't want you all to think this is a cop-out answer. I hope you don't. But to attribute it to just one or a select handful of individuals would be, in my personal view, a little bit of disservice to all of the people who are at the same level as myself who may be junior in terms of hierarchy within our our organization we see contributions across the board and what we try to do is we try to empower and and lift up all of our employees to try and participate in efforts like this and any effort that actually speaks to them you know personally that's one of the things that i actually love about working at amazon it, it's not one person who is in charge of running this initiative it is not just one person who is in charge of handling latinx issues or african-american issues we are given the mandate to involve ourselves as much as we can to enhance both diversity within our workplace and equity within our workplace as well as in our broader communities and so that's one of the reasons why you know i'm always hesitant to call out like one or two people because it is one of those things where it, everybody contributes in their own way to try and do what they can to make their communities better and to actually enhance equity and justice. And as long as we can keep on empowering our teams to do that and to feel like every single one of them is a valued member and their contributions matter, I think that helps us continue growing to become a better, a better company and becoming the world's most customer centric company.
0: Happiness provides satisfaction in the workplace. Why do you like your job?
1: So I like my job because for me, at heart, I believe that I'm a, I'm a creative. And we touched on this a little bit in the first segment. But going in-house and being corporate counsel gives me the opportunity to work with awesome, brilliant business partners. Like I support um, go-to-market teams. That means like sales and marketing for the service line that I'm on. And every day I learn something from my business partners. And my hope is that every day they're hopefully learning a little something from me too. Um, But for me, it's this constant inflow of knowledge and the ability to learn and be creative in how we advertise our services and our products to our customers and how we outreach to our communities. And that, for me, makes every day interesting. Every day, you may hear this, every day is day one for me because... It allows me to be in a place where my growth is not limited to just one specialized topic or or area. And some people like that. Some people really love to deep dive into one thing and just be an expert at that. But where I am, I get the chance to be a jack of all trades. And I get to spread my wings and be the best person that I can be as a professional. And for the reasons we've already talked about previously, as a personal contributor to my community and people around me.
0: How, does, how is Amazon making history as a company?
1: I think that, that's a function of actually our leadership principles. I think we are so focused on making sure that the people that we, that we serve that are our customers are happy. That is what drives what we do. It is making sure that we are making life as simple and as convenient for our customers so that they can continue to live their lives the way that they want to. And you know, when you get into the business world, people can be talking about you know, your bottom P profits and loss. You could be talking about your financial statements. You could be talking about cost cutting. You could be talking about all these things. But at the end of the day for Amazon, we're driven by those leadership principles. They are qualitative. They are statements that are our guiding light. And that to me is something that I feel is different. It is different from other companies. It makes us very peculiar we have a peculiar culture, but we embrace it because it works. And it allows us to build new relationships with our customers in ways that like I said before, we hope will enhance their experience and their livelihoods. That's what makes it for me, sort of this like cool breaking place to be. That's how I feel. We make history as a company. Um, and I think as long as we keep on doing that, we'll continue pushing that forward. And being you know, a company that really is sort of an entrepreneur in that space.
0: Do you have any final thoughts for the students at Ellie Hines? Uh
1: Well, I just want to say, first off, I'm I'm super impressed with all of you today. I appreciate you all it allowing me to be here. It is a privilege for me to be here um, more than anything else. Um, sorry. Uh... I think the uh, the important thing I want, I hope you all remember is that, you know, your colleagues, your teachers, the people around you, this is your support network. And they want you all to succeed. Um, Me, my peers, the, the people who are already in the workforce right now, we want you all to succeed. What I would say is, lean in, lean in as hard as you can. And, and when you have a dream and you want to go for it, you know, fight for that dream and talk to your, your teachers and, and your parents and your community and ask how they can help you do that. Because truly in this day and age, where everything is at our fingertips, knowledge, everything, you can do anything. All right. You can. And, you know, I hope that after this, I know we will have the presentation today with some of my colleagues and stuff like that. But um, I hope you'll continue to leverage us as resources too. you know, this, in my view, I would not like this to be the only time um, that I'm here. And I think this was one of the most wonderful things I've experienced in my professional career by way of having an opportunity that has nothing to do with work, but it was introduced to me through work. And so Look for those opportunities. Keep on chasing that dream for yourself. Leverage your community. And I promise you, you will get, you will continue moving towards that goal. Never lose sight of your North Star.
0: Attorney Shafra, thank you for being a guest on our show. Oh, this broadcast is being brought to you by Elihan TV on Ustream. Elihan Network on YouTube DCPS car- and DCPS Career and Technical Education. I'm your host, Chloe. I'm your host, Zoe. I'm your host, Raylan. Have a great, great day. <laughs>